0: Mm -mm -mm -mm. you're now tuned into the voice in the wilderness podcast i am your host carl lee christ vibes only let's get into this episode so i am going to go straight to the point for a lot of people god is ready to use you right now you're trying to figure out how you qualify you're trying to figure out what disqualifies you and honestly you know you have enough of a testimony and god is like yo now go now i know for the most part i hopped in that pretty quick but it's just that abrupt it's just that quick it's just that hard that is just time for us to step up and really be able to be the voice that we are the experiences that we have had are not for any reason they're not for no reason And they're for us to tell. They're for us to give God the glory for what we've been through and for what has taken place in our lives at many different stages. And I didn't come out with this story. I mean, I'm with this idea from nowhere. I'm going to give you guys the verse and the story and the background behind knowing that it's just that time. Because I know we have, sometimes you have friends and you have people and, you know, they've been saved maybe longer than you or they seem like, you know, there's something... That maybe God is going to do for them or you're just so busy looking at other people's anointing and other people's story and other people's plot that you're not looking at what you've been through and how it can affect and how it relays in you being able to give your story, your, your testimony, your view, your way of leading somebody else who may have been dealing with the same thing in Christ. None of our experiences are just solely for ourselves. So um, I'm going to go into this story of what took place in the Bible, in the book of Mark. The story is in the book of Mark in this chapter five. And there's a man And this man in this story is he's demon possessed, you know, and I'm pretty sure that's a pretty heavy subject right now. But we're going to go with it. And so. The people in the city know this man for being demon-possessed. They know him because they tried to shackle him. They tried to chain him down. They tried to figure out how they can control this man because he was so tormented by the spirits and the things that he would do were just abnormal. They said he lived in the caves and he lived by the tombs. So even where he would be was just somewhere where he just didn't belong, like where a human rationally would not be. His circumstances... Or abnormal. He was not an everyday guy. His what his background was wasn't the same as what some of the other people in the city may have been dealing with, right? So Jesus comes ashore. Jesus comes to shore in this city. And immediately the spirits that are in this man rush to Jesus. And they're like, you know, what are you here for? Now the spirit, the spirit in this man is coming at Jesus differently than what the man himself would be want like would want different than what the man himself needs see the spirits they're trying to defend what they like they're trying to make sure the thing that they got going isn't going to get messed up right and jesus knows right away and he and he asked the he asked the spirits who are you what is who is in this man who's talking to me through this man right now and then the man answers the spirits answer and they say we are legion for we are many what they were saying was it's so many He's this man is dealing with so much stuff that we got to tell you it's a whole lot of us. We so we named ourselves a whole lot of us, we named ourselves Legion. And so Jesus cast these demons out of this man, right? And the demons escape into pigs, and the and then so the demons get into the pigs, and instantly the pigs run off a cliff, land in the water, land in the ocean, and they drown. So the demons ultimately drowned the pigs because ultimately those spirits wanted to kill that man at some point other than fulfilling whatever desires they had through this man and torturing this man ultimately you know the devil wants to kill us he wants to take us from the little things we enjoy the little things we think we want to do sometime and take it to the max there's a maximum there's a maximum level when you deal with certain spirits There's no reason. There is a reason why the Bible says the wages of sin is death, because ultimately when you deal with certain spirits and you deal with like certain acts, the devil would love to take that and then evolve it into a place where that stronghold is death. You know, you don't know how to get out of it. You don't know if in yourself there's an ability to stop or even an ability to be free. So in this particular case, this man has an encounter with Jesus, and he's set free. Now, his freedom, it affected the people who owned those pigs. Those people knew the man. They knew that he was tortured. They knew that he was dealing with some things. They knew that they couldn't control this man. The people in the town knew this man. And even though he was set free, because his freedom affected what they were doing, it affected the pigs that they had, the things that they were doing, they wanted Jesus to leave. There was like, yo, thank you for um whatever, but you got to go. We don't know about that. I don't know. I don't you know what? I don't I don't I don't like his salvation that much. I don't care about his testimony so much that I'm okay with what just happened. Here it is. You have a case where God is moving in somebody's life. God is changing and transforming and setting and setting somebody free and and it affects another person and they mad. Now, When you when God is moving in your life and he's blessing you, it's not for you to start over considering what's going on with other people. You know what I mean? God is doing this for you and your time of being able to to be used by God and to be able to be that light, that witness is is coming. You know, it's coming with that salvation and sometimes it's going to it ruins it changes relationships. Some relationships you thought they were that good, they were going to be that good, and then they change. And they changed because you are being set free. God is setting you free. And then just as quickly as he sets you free, he's going to turn around and be like, and now that you're free, go talk about it. Don't hold it in. Turn right around and talk about your freedom. And that's when that freedom is like a miraculous thing where you know it wasn't anybody but God. Nobody could have got you out of that but God. And I'm going to to continue and I'm going to read the actual verse that I was going into. So this is Mark chapter 5, and the verse is 18. Now, just so you know, this is going to be King James Version. So it's going to be, I'm going to rephrase it, but this is from King James Version. And when he was coming to the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him, howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but said unto him, Go home to thy friends, and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee, And he hath compassion on thee. So allow me to break that down. What happened was, the man ran to the ship before Jesus could leave. And he came back and he was pleading with God. He prayed him. He said, let me go with you. And Jesus was like, pause, man. Actually, I need you to go right back to your friends and let them know how good this was. Let them know about my compassion. Instantly, right after being set free, he was sent on a mission. The interesting part about that is... He had Jesus had 12 disciples with him that didn't actually start their mission until he passed away. But then here here is a man whose experience with Jesus in that manner qualified him instantly to be able to share the gospel. And when when we set back and we put, when we stop and we look at Whatever, what God is doing and what God is doing through this person and God is doing through that person and we're waiting to feel like okay now God can use me now I, now I stopped long enough now I gotta now I gotta make sure you know before I ever tried to be a witness let me just like that's not that's not what God is always calling for us to do yeah yeah it's good to like self-evaluate yeah it's good to make sure your heart is in the right spot but when God is ready to start using you. He's qualified you. God has qualified you. And when you're waiting for somebody to come and bestow the ability to be, look, Lord, that God told me to tell you now. Now you can tell. Like, sometimes you won't get that. Sometimes you want an approval that you're not going to get. When those people who owned the pigs saw that the man was free, it didn't matter that he was free when it affected what they did. Some people, they need you. They need you to be asleep. Some people, it works for them that you're not, we're not pushing what you need to push. You're not doing what you need to be doing. It works for them. And they're okay with you dealing with all all the issues that you carry, the burdens that you carry, the spirits that you fight. They're okay with it because you you keep, it's not affecting their pigs. Like, do you see what I'm saying? And sometimes we have to figure out what's more important, somebody's comfort zone with us. Being able to be around dealing with all the issues that we have or being able to get free and being able to turn around and say, you know what? Maybe I need to change being around you so I can reach who I need to reach so I can be who God is calling me to be and not to be holding it back. When I say that, a lot of times we think what we've been through is why we don't qualify like, oh, man, you know, I used to really be heavy in drugs. God can't use me for that. Man, I used to really be into this certain type of lifestyle, man. God can't use me because of that. And we'll say, this is why God can't use me. This man was demon possessed. Obviously, somewhere in his life, he opened up the door to these spirits. And he could have been like, Lord God, you know, I know you said go tell my friends, but, like, I have shame. I was living in the tombs like, yeah, you good, but you're good to me. You set me free. But I, I was cutting myself. I was I would you know, he could have used all of his pain, everything that he had been through, everything that God brought him out of as the very reason to not. The very reason to say, this is why you're not supposed to use me, God. This is why I want to go. I want to go with you because I'm really not the one you can use. I really need to just be up here sitting at the table. And God was like, well, you know what? I need you. What I need you to do is turn around and bring up the goodness of who I am. Bring up the compassion that I had, that I had towards you. When I considered who you are, when I looked at you as the individual, as the person who was dealing with these things and I was ready for you to be set free, you was ready to be set free. Don't worry about the people around and worry about how everything is changing for them when I'm trying to change things for you because now that you have been through this, I'm ready to use you. turn. I want you to turn around. I want you to go right back to those areas and go back to those friends and tell them how good God is. And just like the people who owned the pigs, they made the choice to say, I don't want that. But they were able to see God's work. And that made the choice their own choice. But the evidence of who God was in your life showed. And when people know, when people know where you came from, when people know where God brought you from, it just has a different effect. Like you're always looking for somebody who knows for real. Okay. And then this is a random story. I mean, it's not a story, but all of us have seen those like videos where it's like, uh, send me uh $300 and I will flip it to 3000. Right. And then you looking at it, like, I don't know this person and I don't think I know anybody that's done this. Right. So like, if you could, if you could see it, from somebody that you knew, if so, if one of my homeboys was like, "No, Carl, it's real. I did it yesterday, and look at my account. It's three thousand dollars now, and I'm about to give her three hundred of this three thousand and do it again. And I'm never going to stop doing this, bro, because she will flip this money. He will flip this this three hundred to three thousand. I personally would be like, bro, thank you, Jesus. I, I was hoping this was real. Like you know, <laughs> the effect." would be different. Now but because I don't know anybody that literally got to do that and I I'm sketchy. You know, and it's it's people that are sketchy about really trying to get get God, really trying to know God because they don't really know if they know. And you could be the voice. You could be the line that somebody hears, that somebody sees to know that it's real. And that's what God is saying in this story that even though I got 12 disciples and they're going to have to see me die and see me resurrect and some of them know who I am exactly and I'm ex- they're experiencing me, you've experienced me in a way that they haven't right now. You've experienced me, you experienced something that they haven't and that they're never going to experience. None of the disciples ever experienced the life that this man had lived, living amongst the tombs uh being chained and breaking chains and demon demons giving him strength and tripping him out and you know people trying to figure out how to control him that was his personal testimony there was no one there was no other person that was going to be able to give that testimony it was for him to turn right back around and go back into the crowd that he came from and tell them what god had done for them and then god actually was like tell them about my compassion he gave them he gave them notes because the, God, the compassion of Jesus is a lot of times what will cause him to move on our behalf. Like when we when God shows compassion, situations change, things can change, things can come together. But people need to know that that compassion, it exists for them. And sometimes when you can be that lifeline where someone can look and say, yo, the, Jesus, the compassion that God showed him to be able to get him out of this. I know he can get me out of this. The compassion that God showed this person in their act, in their lifestyles, I know he can do it for me as well. And that's a beautiful, amazing thing to be able to feel. That's hope. When we we witness, when we allow God to use us, we give hope. We give expectation. We give people the ability to at least feel, to know that there is a way. You are not in a situation that's too big for God. There's nothing that's too hard for God. And when we when we silence our testimony, when we silence what God has done for us, we belittle what he can do for people. And and that's what I was talking about earlier. If you're too busy just watching other people, you know, being so concerned about, okay, is, is God is can God use this? Can God use me? God is going to move that compassion the compassion that he showed is one level of compassion but when you get into the stage of wanting to see other other forms of God's compassion it you need to there's an act that you need to make believe it or not the act of that demon-possessed man running towards Jesus that was the act that caused him to be able to get set free Jesus didn't walk to the tombs and find this man this man ran over there he ran something in his spirit chased him ran him there now the the spirits they didn't know how to act instantly they started exposing themselves telling who they are telling what they do sometimes you will meet people and i know you know this and for no reason they telling you all they little they little things they're telling you they little and why are they telling you you get over there it's something you kind of know they're talking to you about it now now two things happen normally two one is you end up somehow Finding yourself in some raggedy circle with some people doing some mess that you used to do, and now you being drawn back in, or it's gonna be time for God to start using you. And when these people come to you telling you they stuff, telling you because those spirits got to Jesus and instantly started started talking too much. And sometimes people do that to you. Sometimes you'll be talking, you'll meet somebody, and then you know out the blue here here they come with all of the stuff that they deal with, all the stuff they do, and that's your place. That's that spot where you say. Okay, this is this is when I turn I turn around I look back and I say Let me tell you about the compassion of God because I know that Spirit drew you to me to talk about this, but it actually drew you to me so I can tell you about this. And sometimes we're so busy thinking we gotta find somebody to witness to. Uh, I, don't, I don't I gotta find some, you know Jesus didn't go to the tombs. Sometimes it's just as simple as just the right conversation being enough of who you're supposed to be that when that when it presents itself when you do go back into these circles when you are around these people you can just say it you recognize it you know it instantly jesus knew what it was sometimes you know people are dealing with what you used to do you can still see the signs oh man I, i know i know that oh man that's he's still he's still trying to live that turn up man it's not going anywhere now instead of saying that he talk about turn up. Somebody talk to you about what they do, and then you reminisce back with them. Yeah, man, I know. They used to be fun, man. I know, man. Now, they don't really need that. Why are you saying you used to? They need you to say, man, you know, if it wasn't for God, I would still be doing stuff like that, man. God's compassion on my life. Now, something just that simple is witnessing. For somebody to be able to think, man, you know, did God, really, God really did that for him? That's how he view it? It's, it's not always being the max, doing like, you know, okay, now that God delivered me, let me go, I got to change, like changing somebody's life is changing their world. Changing somebody's life is changing their world. And when you're that witness, when you can be that light, when you can turn around and do something as simple as just tell people the compassion that God had on you, you are being a witness. It's not for you to always look at what somebody else is doing in the kingdom, for the kingdom. You're not answering your call because you're looking at what somebody else's ministry look like, what somebody else is doing. And sometimes it's like, ah, We stop because I don't want them to think I'm copying them. I don't don't want them to think they're thinking I'm thinking what I'm thinking because I'm not even thinking that. Like now, that's just procrastination. At some point, all of that is just slowing you down, and God is ready to use you. He's ready to put you in the forefront. He's ready to make you that avenue, that door, and don't slow it down. Don't slow yourself down. Don't Don't be walking in fear. Don't be afraid to be used that way. God is good. And what he's done for you, he didn't didn't just do solely for you. Yes, he did it for you. Yes, he did it because he wanted you to be free. But he also did it because he was showing you compassion. And he was also showing that compassion exists. The compassion that God has for us, for caring about our lives, caring about our circumstances, wanting us to be free. It exists. And sometimes people need to see it exist in somebody they know. He turned... Jesus turns right around and he says, go right back. Tell your friends. Tell the people you know. Tell the people in the city. And it says he went right back. He got straight to it. So with that being said, be encouraged. You can get straight to it. Look at what God's brought you through. He's brought you from something and somebody does need to hear it. So keep it, be encouraged, be blessed. Hey, Christ vibes only. All right. Boom, boom, boom. Boom.